All right, everyone. Uh, welcome once again. Thank you for downloading this really regular podcast, right? It is uh, very good to have everyone again. This is How to Pakistan, and I have with me the great uh, Musharraf Zedi. He's grown out his hair. He has embraced fashions of the hip variety and uh, espresso americano pite. So obviously not a nationalist. Ligin, uh, <laughs> it's good to have you back. Or halat kaise? Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum to everyone, especially to you, Fasi Zaka, and thank you for uh, enabling the uh, the return to regularity yes. for the How to Pakistan podcast. I'm good. It, it's a question of our age, right? We ask each other. Like, are you regular? It's over me. Shuru, jati masay. By the way, tuje pata hai ki there's like orange flavored ispahol. Really? <laughs> and it's all fancy and everything. It comes right. in like a like a little sashert. Sashert. So. Yeah, uh, this reminds me of the timeline when these sashets came out, right? So, yo, yo, yo. Uh-huh. Sashay. Sashay. <laughs> and, and my mother's... Uh, <laughs> English and there was this... Um, Wait, Nestle you're not going to object to me speaking Punjabi to you? No, no. Most welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I will infer the, what the meaning, whatever it is. But <laughs> I remember when my uh, Nestle came out with these flavors of coffees and sashes for a while, and one of them was mocha. And my mother really liked it, you know? <laughs> I know what she uh, said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then she said, and she always knew, but she always, how do you pronounce this? So I told her, mother, it's called mochi, right? And I loved it. She'd ask me, get me some mochi today, right? And then my cousin told her, she's so angry. <laughs> the best is, it's so perfect, mochi, because it so sounds like a Peshawari drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coffee and chocolate. Yeah. Oh man. It's we haven't done this for like we haven't like COVID has really messed with uh our relationship. Yes, I agree. I'm not angry with you anymore. Yes. <laughs> Uh, don't ask me why I was angry. I was <laughs> COVID. Actually, actually, I had COVID. Yes. Um, so, thank you, you know, for calling and asking and, and sending me soup. But I'll tell you a story about COVID. You're going to love this. I'm going to love the story You're going to love this because if I had known, I think there would have been a version of this. So, from college, we're like four friends and, you know, we're in touch and all that. And one of them got COVID recently. Oh, heavy, what naughty, banda fundamentally, right? And you know, at our age, naughty is not cute, it's gross, right? It's gross, <laughs> right? But you'll understand now that this is actually quite benign. And so the first day was the thing, the voice. And actually, his COVID spread really, it was already 20% in his lungs, with the first uh, symptom he got. And so we were worried. But, and then the speech also, which was, and we were like, yes, of course. And then, like, after his third, fourth day, he was like, I'm dying. I want to go to the G11. 
right? So and he's like milking it. He's milking it. One of our guys, he goes, he calls up and he, you know, and it wasn't like an easy thing to get also, right? Because it was really late at night to farmaish hai. The guy wasn't there, whatever, he got him to make it, sent it over, but then he realized that the guy told him, I don't have easy money, I don't jazz cash, I don't have any So he asked our dying friend, Ya dekh, gar na, tu se de de, And then everyone started, Amara dosti mar raya, tu se, Right? And he was like, nay, nay, I'm just saying, I'll pay him back, right? And then the next day, for some reason, he said, yeah, to bill me the We were like, bill kyu mang rahe? Are you asking for the bill thinking to do so extra? <laughs> <laughs> And it became this huge thing, right? We call it Bill Olega, right? Hashtag Bill Olega. And so, you know, it became whatever. So eventually he got so gherity that he just sent a jazz cash to our sick friend, right? And, and, but it became like, you know, those maratha or But you can never let him forget this. Make this promise to me today. Yes. Yeah, that he became so guilty that the guy was sick, he really milked it. Next day he said, Shwarba. Shwarba. He was like, Shwarba, and this time he made sure that he paid and the tip he arranged for And then, of course, then he asked me, I sent him the stuff, right? Because he was guilting us into Wait, it. hold on. Look, this is a family show. Yeah. So if you're sending people stuff, yeah. you can't be mentioning it <laughs> on the podcast. But the kicker is that the guy, one of our friends, the fourth guy who's in England, who had gone through a really severe COVID. Oh, sadgya. Unka to zyada severe. Unka to baut severe tha, right? Kafir hai na. He never even told us, right? Oh, so he went through the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. And never told us. And then he was like, What the hell? Corona Langar. That's awful. We just wouldn't have any of it. Then he finally told him, He said, Yeah, look, you tell me Corona because my wife didn't have this bad morning sickness jitna tera hai aaj mujhe ye chahiye but anyhow that is corona yeah you can corona you can you can get away with that stuff with with old friends but you know it's been a terrible like honestly and i don't think people have made enough of a big deal about how terrible it's been for people's well-being well yeah. and people's wellness. I think, I mean, you know, both, as you know, both my parents had it yeah. uh, more severe on, in, in my mom's case. Uh, she's recovering. But even my sort of case, I'm not the same, I don't have the same lungs. Yeah. Like, I'm, for the first two or three weeks after I had tested negative, I was, um, I was like, I could not walk up the flight of stairs without needing to stop halfway up. 
اتنا مجھے وہ ہو رہا تھا حالانکہ میرے اللہ کا شکر ہے لائک وہ ہوتا ہے نا یو ہیئر دی اسٹوریز ابر ہاؤ ہاؤ سویئر I was in isolation for 10 days. I think the worst thing for me was like being alone because right. I just, I can't, I can't be alone. <laughs> as, as you know. So, um, so the, the hardest part for me yeah. really was, but actually the physical impact was uh, profound. I think back to at the very start of this thing, you know, we, we lost Nadir. Yeah. And then if you start counting the number of people we, we've lost since, the most recent loss, of course, was Farhad Humayun. Um, That wasn't COVID. No, it wasn't. Yeah. But I'm saying, yeah. I just think like as a, like, like I think what COVID did is it, it actually doesn't allow us to even mourn in the same way. Yeah. How many Qabristan trips did you skip because of COVID? Yeah. yeah. Right? In, yeah, in yeah. this last, like, I mean, you know, where, where it was family or, or like, you know, uh, tribe or whatever. Um, but I've missed a lot of funerals, I, I feel like. Yeah. As in where normally I would have gone. And, and there's a normalization of not going to funerals, a normalization of not going for Juma. I still, so we still, now we do it like there's three or four families we get together. We have a Hafiz in the family yeah. that, that leads the prayer. And, you know, it's all Sharia compliant. But again, the experience of going to a mosque. And for me and you, or, or, or me, or <laughs> 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 you know, it's like a lived experience that, you know, you're, you're skipping out at age whatever, like yeah. in your 40s, right? Whereas, you know, for the kids, they're going through this at a very pivotal stage, right? Yeah. Like a year and a half of going to masjid has just been, just been cut out of their lives. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of sort of several examples. Yeah. Um, so many people died. So many people have long COVID. Um, it's just been a... I think everybody should take five and just pat themselves on the back if they're still like, if you're breathing and, you know, still kind of barely standing even, yeah. pat yourself on the back. If you believe in a higher power, yeah. say Alhamdulillah, say Baruch Hashem, say thank God, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever works for you. But like, it's, it's great that we're at this point where it looks like, Alhamdulillah, at least this Delta variant, maybe our time hasn't come yet, but it looks like Pakistan might have you know, gotten away yeah. with, with, like, whatever lack of SOP adherence there was. I mean, how can we not talk about India? Yeah. Just awful, right? And, like... I, I mean, just to think that you have to throw people's bodies into the river. Good God. Like, what that would do to you for life is... Uh, and it's just underestimating the... I don't think anyone can really imagine what kind of grief that is. No. Uh, you have to throw a body that way. <coughs> and, um, and I hope they get out of it because the stories are just, uh, you know, just I often wonder about like India, uh, Pakistan is no different uh, in a sense. I mean, and this is one large region, but if you look back 150, 200 years, you have these moments in this region that where the quantum of suffering is just I mean the Bengal famine yeah you know and and what you know what we saw Delhi in particular I think yeah. go through over over COVID the 84 riots uh, 2007 to 2014 especially Peshawar yeah. so much of Pakistan Afghanistan from 1978 to now hmm. right just constant 
relentless, yeah. sickening, unending, undulating waves of violence that yeah. just don't stop. And I mean, you know, again, I think at, at, at some level, I know it sounds kind of too touchy-feely and, and, and Oprah, but like seriously, if you're standing, if you're surviving, you're breathing, like just thank God and you know, it's... Yeah, I agree. I it's going to get better. I mean, I, it's interesting you say this because I, I agree fully. I think this time around, like where we were heading and now that somehow it's gotten under control again. It looks like it, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the thing about COVID is this is the one thing, at least in public comms, you should never take credit for. Yeah. Because uh, you just have no idea that you get a Right? Yeah. And so it's, um, but nobody told Modi that who's, you know, who's got tons of advisors to do this. But I just, I just think that even now, I just hope that... What do you think is going to happen to art and culture? Like, you mentioned Modi, and I was just thinking to myself, a year and a half ago, that's pretty sort of... I mean, obviously, August 5th had happened, and, and, and I still, I mean, even recently, maybe four or five months ago, was the last time I wrote about India. Modi's an incredibly important figure, and, and for somebody like me, you know, I have to follow him and write about him and know what's going on. I gotta tell you, last few months, zero interest. I just, I've totally lost interest in a lot of storylines. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering if that's something you've also felt that like over the last few months, your interest, it's not that you've lost interest generally, it's that your interest of maybe changing or, or shifting. Maybe, I, I don't know, I think maybe, I think in the beginning of it, I thought that maybe this is the first time like Modi's gonna get his comeuppance. Mm. And then when you realize that that's not, not happening, happening. <laughs> right? And then I think the real thing that happened is that... Malvi so, and And so, you know, we talk about Imran being Teflon, but you know, he's some other material, right? Yeah. Because it's just this kind of uh, suffering is just almost in the history of suffering from COVID, which has been immense yeah. in countries like Italy, England, even in the States. Yeah, and look, after Delhi, it's almost like you forgot. That's what I meant by the interest yeah. part. Like, I feel like we've lived six or seven lifetimes in yeah. the last year and a half, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing is it's a trajectory of emotions, right? That each time you think, okay, there becomes a scientific consensus that, you know, all the variants are covered and sub fit sub fit and then you know bas ek goli pfizer ka le something from india comes something from england comes yeah, right yeah and but i i think like you know when you're talking about the interest thing i think it's also that it's one of those things where some of the imagery and some of the narratives you know you've actually forgotten about modi at one point you think <laughs> i think that's who what cares i cares about who's responsible now yeah that right? that's really what it and yeah. even with like kashmir like yeah. You know how invested in, in you know, the idea of yeah. Kashmir that I am and have been my whole life. And I got to tell you, but like, I think the, there's a level of interest in the politics of that dynamic that I just can't pretend to recreate, right? Because what's more principally important is, are there enough hospitals? Are there enough COVID vac vaccinations? Yeah. Are there enough COVID tests there, right? Because yeah. I think that's the other big problem in India is you're seeing the limitations of the, you know, India was supposed to be the second major factory of the world. Yeah. Dude, that story doesn't look so good right yeah. now, right? Um, 
the whole Sidham Institute and that yeah. Unawala fella yeah. running off to the UK. Like a lot of, and, and I think that it, it would be cheap and kind of un dignified for there to be a sense of comeuppance for India, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, not it's, at all. I agree it, with you. It's more, more, more than comeuppance. It's like, wow, you could have a disease come in and wipe out an entire narrative about the one of the, the second largest, you know, one of the most important countries on the planet. Yeah. That's a billion and whatever change yeah. people yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. And, and I think the reason that's relevant is that really should jolt us into a fair bit of humility think, yeah. about us. So it's interesting that, yeah, I agree with that. I also think there's a, another thing that just came to my mind is that India also had the same thing that we had in almost every other country, is you find, you search for a group who brought this in. Oh, right? yeah. Right, right? Yeah. And at that point, it was, you know, yeah, it's the Maori, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's interesting that, you know, once tragedy becomes so insurmountable that right now if you look at it, there's no discussion around that. It's In fact, you you see some references to the Kumela as well, right? Right, and right. It's, it's just been, it's, it's averaged out. It's averaged out. At least out. it seems yeah. like it, yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, there was, there was wala, all kinds of undercurrent, exactly, the undercurrent was, uh, look what, you know, basically, look what the Iranians brought uh, in. Uh, uh, Iranians, quote, yeah. quote. Wink, wink. It's really interesting because even right now, I think like the one thing that I found really shocking is that the one thing that you, I, I think everyone's discussed this enough is that what COVID really did was that it exposed every cleavage that existed in society anyway. COVID didn't cause any of it. They were already there. And this whole thing with Biden looking for the lab leak theory, I just, you know, I just think like, okay, if you're trying to, Isolated because lab leaks are actually fairly common in lab accidents. N not have they really caused a pandemic uh, of any sort, but um, I just think that, like, you know, you're looking to trying to get world cooperation, and if you're trying to figure this out, maybe wait till you have some evidence, not the fact that you don't have access. Although, to be fair to Uncle Joe, 500 million uh, vaccines from Pfizer. Yeah purchased yesterday yeah. to be distributed for free around the world. That's great. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, at that level, even the Chinese are doing a Oh, good look, job. hey, man, yeah. like, I, I, I tweeted this out as well. I, yeah. I took, I mean, I got vaccinated, alhamdulillah, yeah. and uh, what, what vaccine Sinopharm. I'm Sinopharm, too, buddy. Yeah, man, yeah. like, uh, and, and, like, I have not had an iota of doubt that even if Pakistan completely messes this up, the Chinese got our back. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Well, I'm not so sure. If, if their own halat are good, then yes, I agree. Yeah, but is there a scenario in the world in which China's halat won't be quote-unquote good? Look, let, let's look at, remember that Italy and Iran were the two worst affected? Yeah. But there was one country much worse affected than them. That was China. Yeah. China was the worst affected of all of them. Yeah. They shut it down in a way. Now, only an authoritarian state can do what, what, what they did, right? Yeah. So if, if people insist on having that debate, they can have that. And that's not a not legit debate. It's certainly a debate. But that's not the question, right? Like, if you go in for the physics exam and you write down all the bioke yeah. answers, you're going to yeah. get a zero. Yeah. On the question of... Are, 
are they really good at managing crises? Yes. If there's a crisis in which they're affected and Pakistan's also affected, can Pakistan bank on them? Yeah. Damn straight, bro. I, I no, I know I, you I, don't I, like it. I have doubts. Yeah, yeah, I know you don't <laughs> like it. But hey, Chinese democracy. Hala. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but... What, the spaghetti incident? No, uh, it was actually Dr. Pepper. Imran's uh, appetite the, for destruction? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should have a volume one and two and three as well. <laughs> no, no, no. Jani, abhi to volume one hai. Abhi volume one hai. Abhi Vansta Nepola hai. Three terms. Three terms. Lekin ye... We're going to have to, you know, we have to edit that out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing that happened was that, I just thought about this the other day, I don't know, I was speaking to somebody and one of the best things I've ever heard as like a viral marketing stunt before there were viral marketing stunts was that, you remember Chinese Democracy, the album was really delayed, they spent too much money on it and it turned out to be really shit as well. Right? How dare you speak of Guns N' Roses in this tone? <laughs> but, but what the CEO of Dr. Pepper was a huge fan. So he announced that if, China, if Guns N' Roses released Chinese democracy this year, we'll give one Dr. Pepper to every free, uh, free to every American. Right? And Guns N' Roses had a fit because he knew there was going to be no Chinese democracy. There was a greater chance that there would be actual democracy in China before <laughs> they released the album. <laughs> How dare you speak of China like this? Acha, so listen, we, um, there's two topics you really wanted to discuss yeah. in, this, uh, in this episode. One was that I think the transformative power, the sort of huge um, potential. potential of the right hook of Pirdos Bachegawan, right? <laughs> I mean, Dude, you actually, I knew you were going to say this, but it's still, <laughs> like, it's, it landed so well. The technique? Yes, the yeah. technique was amazing. The trash talk was on point, mm -hmm. right? This was like one of those where before the fight, they do the weigh-in and they face one another and then Ekdam se ladai shuru yo jati. Should we watch it and do like a, like a, like a play-by-play -play or? Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, both, both Limited eye, but she went in first for the, I think, hook, and then she went in for a slap, which did land. And a lot and of And the other dude was like, how can she slap? Yeah, how can she slap? <laughs> but props to the guy for patience. Uh, well, he didn't seem to strike her back. No, he didn't. I, I think he wanted to at one point his hand, but he stopped himself. I'm, I mean, I'm really glad because that would have been, I think, just completely, that would have changed that dynamic. But you lot know, of, there's a lot of accusations of misogyny in terms of how this is being spoken about. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you think? So I, I mean, like, I, there's one, one part of me is like, yo, man, like, that's mad girl power, right? Yeah. Just like, because, like, when dudes do this, it's, yeah, this happens reasonably often. Yeah. There's no question it's a bigger story because she's a woman. So, um, you know, I. Allah, I think there Allah, Allah, Name uncle, name uh, Haq. The. No, no, he whacked. Yeah. He whacked Daniel. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that wasn't his first time. He yeah. also whacked another dude. Then there was the other guy, the lawyer type dude. Yeah. The guy yeah. that curses like 
frankly, curses like a boss. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love how he curses. Yeah. You know, they're like the Pakistani uncle sort yeah. of Angrezi cursing. Yeah. You know which one I'm talking about. Uske bhi bhoot sari videos hain with like slapping and... and yeah. um, but I'll tell you my point on this, okay? And this is something I've thought about. I just think Pakistan ki awam jo hai. You've seen National Assembly fights, right? And I just think the Pakistani awam deserves a better class of fight. Tigana itna halka jo ye latte hai, tigana, ye flailing arms. And, you know, and like it doesn't land and or ye stopping one another. Or ye, I just think like at some point the Pakistani awam deserves better. And the only person I've ever seen do it amazing is uh, Musaddiq. Oh, oh outside the Supreme yeah. Court when the... I looked at that guy, I said, this is a shit, right? Because one was also, he watched a lot of Bruce Lee movies when he was young, I'm dead sure. His technique was great. It was... But you know, Musaddiq's like this, like, uh, people don't know this, but he's Musaddiq really is like a... No, no. Yeah. But on top of that, he's like a... He's like a science PhD, which yeah. I think is important. Because yeah. a lot of our friends are PhDs. Like, in what the... They read poetry, history. You know, the, the abstraction that is history. I mean, that's a lot of our friends are like, oh, right? Basically, it's like this long whine for like eight years. Eight years of whining on paper, PhD, and then you're like, you know, you're like liberal and, uh, you know, you believe in stuff. Musaddiq also believes in stuff, but more importantly, is a science PhD. Yeah. I think science PhDs who then diversify over their, over their lifetimes... I think they have the advantage of even if he doesn't have kung fu training, yeah. he's like so precise in his yeah. brain <laughs> that, that he was always gonna be like very good at like whatever yeah. he was yeah. you know needing to do. No, and what was the other guy with him on that day? He also did really well. The prime Shai, minister, Shai, Shai, Abbasi. Shai Khan Abbasi. Yeah, right? man. And the reason I liked that Gangbusters. one, those two, right? Because they were being rushed by a crowd. By the way, did you moves. have you did you get the did you check to get did we get the payment for this? <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh -huh. well, I'll let it this out. But <laughs> <laughs> because see, I told him stop with the lefafas because uh -huh. it makes me sensible. It makes sensible. Straight, direct, uh, uh -huh. jazz cash transfer. Uh -huh. So that was the only incidence of where the fight scene was not. 2,500. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tippy bitch. Exactly. <laughs> But, but but she comes in a close second. Who was Firdos? The, that right hook, right, was yeah. But I, I I'm like on a serious note. I'm genuinely now, um, and and we've talked about this. But like I've really, I find it difficult to engage with uh, with talk show television in the yeah. way that I've done for many years. Yeah, because the. I think the median has really shifted, huh. like dramatically, yeah. in the last uh, couple of years. And I know, like, I, I, I don't know if it's fair to say that it's because of who's been in charge, yeah. uh, because I don't think that's it. I mean, I think there's some very bad incentives. Um, Zaid Yunus talked to Bajahat Khan. Uh, right. I don't know if you've heard this no, podcast. No, I haven't heard it. So a lot of journalists are really pissed that right. he chose to speak to Vajat about journalism. Right. <laughs> uh, 
which I can understand because Wadge is Wadge, you know, he's, uh, he's, he rubs a certain kind of person the wrong way. But I, one of the things they talked about was uh, the state uh, ownership structures yeah. of, of media. I think it's really like whatever quality or, or gray matter there was, there's been a massive depletion in, in the last few years, right? Yeah. You could pretty much get away with like kind of rolling over in the morning and just going on set and basically completely substanceless kind of nonsense. And in that kind of drone where people are falling asleep with the bullshit, somebody comes in and you know raises a ruckus, slaps somebody, says something wild, that's what draws eyeballs. Um, Javed Chaudhry is going to make a big comeback in the ratings all yeah. next week because people are going to be like, maybe some some other Holmes is going to like you know draw. Jab ladai shuru thi, I love his face, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I've seen it in another fight where he's like, kya ho raha right? And it's just that sort of thing where he's trying to marshal emotion yeah. and that, you know how odd it is I just really enjoy watching that and then of course speaking of you know girl power the second one is Malala and again everyone is interested in her views on marriage the assembly has raised it and all that and it's just stuff you say to your parents when you're 18 20 21 what, what what is she we're talking she, about the she said in her interview that you know why do the I marriage not, yeah, the marriage comment about, on yeah. the vanity uh, no yeah. sorry not vanity fair it's the vogue british vogue cover for july yes and she's done this interview yeah yeah, yeah i mean so i i think she's a fantastic interview i think zia has done a an incredible job of managing the public face and persona and, and voice. But I also think that this interview is a coming of age because this is Malala's voice, right? And it's like a, it's a trained voice and it's, you know, it's got, it's got privilege, at least for the last few years, I mean, uh, to take nothing away from, you know, her bravery and everything, but she's got, she's got a lot going on. But I thought it was an incredibly authentic interview and, and some of the things she said in it were so powerful I mean, the, the part about her covering her head and her ownership of both her Pakhtunness and her Muslimness was just phenomenal. And it was so, I think, for a lot of young women, would have been so relatable, right? Absolutely. And so, I mean, okay, so a few incels are like, you know, what? How could she? <laughs> I mean, in one case, it was how could she slap? And yeah, in this yeah. one, it's, you know, how could she not believe in yeah, marriage even yeah. for one second? Because yes, she has a brain and, and, and she's young and you yeah. know, when you're young, you're supposed to think about possibilities and yeah. you're not constrained by, um, by the rigidity of, of reality. Uh, marriage yeah. is a reality. It's a cross-religious, cross-cultural reality. No one's about to end the institution of marriage, man. Yeah. And if you want to get married, I mean, good luck, incel bro, but you know, yeah. you can. Yeah, but, but also Matlab. look at the effect of saying this, right? She brought Matira closer to Islam. She brought Veena Malik closer to Islam. Oh, are Vizal, these... They're all people who have criticized <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so first of all, you can never say anything about Veena Malik. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like straight up, you know, I'm a yeah. family man and everything, but I'll be, I'll be straight up honest. Yeah. 
you can't say anything about Vina Malik because straight up she's hot. <laughs> no, like it's just like you know. I mean, we're just gonna that's gonna be off limits, and I yeah. think bros, yeah, understand, yeah, <laughs> that you know there's some some non bros that are off yeah. limits. <laughs> okay, so so Vina Malik is you know huh. we can't we now. So she can criticize anything she wants, right. is, is kind of what I'm saying. Well, now, ever the other... since she got her commission, she's been doing exactly that. Like, I'm not going to qualify that yeah. or dignify that. Yes. And I wasn't laughing. Yeah. I'm deeply offended yes. that you could say something like yes. that. I just want that yeah. on the record. On the record. And, and we'll definitely not edit that yes. out. So, Tiga, uh, okay, so who are the other two that, that are closer to, you know, one closer to God, Rabbi that have Pirzada. had a Trent Reznor experience yeah. as a result of... Uh, yeah, one was Rabbi Pirzada and the other was Batira. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Who else, who else is criticized? By the way, you should maintain, this is what you should do as a public service on Twitter. You should find every dude, and by dude I mean Batira yeah. and, you yeah. know, Rabbi Pirzada, <laughs> and just... And just like, I don't know, put a clip or just tag them. Yeah. Just have a thread with tags of people that have criticized Malala for, for this thing. Yeah. I mean, I get, the, you know, I get the thing. Oh, you know, what are you anti-marriage? What are you trying to? What are you trying to spread? I'm guessing that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. What ideas are you trying to spread? Yeah. Yo, if some young person hasn't thought about not getting married and also hasn't thought about getting married and also has thought about getting married, but to like lots and lots of people yeah. because you know. Yeah. That allows them to do stuff that marriage, you know, yeah. validates. Yeah. There's something wrong with that, right? Yeah. I guess the one area where there's a bit of, like, where I would not exercise so much certitude is, it, are these discussions appropriate for an icon that carries on her very small shoulders very large cultural uh, questions? I mean, so in a sense, in the interview, the thing I liked was her owning her Muslimness, her owning her her Pakhtunness. And I guess <clears throat> if you want to own that, then there's also, like, you, you carry responsibility. Yeah. So was that an easily avoidable kind of controversy? So, you know, I actually thought about that, and I do agree to a degree on that, that you know, when you think about it. But I also do think that a lot of it's done in bad faith with her. If it wasn't that, there would have been something else in the interview, right, that people would have latched onto. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting to see that. And then the other thing is that, like, you know, when you become an icon on a single issue, there's a great desire to get that person to... Man, that was a beautiful setup. Because yeah. what I want you to do is I want you to go and read Rafia's... Rafia Zakaria has written yeah. an absolute smashing article yeah. that is exactly about that. Yeah, I'm going to check that it's, out. It's called that. Free Malala Yousafzai. Right. It is the best piece. I mean, Rafia actually is consistently like a very, very, very good writer. Yeah. Um, and, and vastly underrated. And, you know, um, this was one of her best pieces. So what's the central thesis? No, I'm not telling you. Okay. Well, okay. I'm like your friggin' Cliff Notes. You're not going to read the thing. I'm going to tell whoever's listening, whatever 18, 19 yeah. people that are listening, I'm going to deny Rafia the hits on, on the website. Yeah. Every one of you, Psalm, 
no, actually, I shouldn't say that. Every one of you wonderful listeners, please yeah. Google Rafia Zakaria and Malala Yousafzai free or Malala. Free Malala. Uh, and, and what I'll do is I'll put up, I'll find the link and I'll put it in the thing. Yeah. There was a time we, we, we cared enough yeah. to, to do <laughs> yeah. those things. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to do that. I'm going to add that. Yeah. Um, what else should people read this week, Fuzzy? Quran Sharif, uh, uh, by the way, on a serious note, I've found one of the benefits of COVID has been, um, and I haven't been able to maintain it because I've been more regular going out of the house over the last few weeks, but being home, I, I found that the disruptiveness of regular life often for me got in the way of, uh, of prayer. Mm. And because we were home for like such long stretches, you know, like when you're home, you can pray. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Like, yeah, yeah. like there's no like man, man suit pehna hai, jute wo, laces wale pehne mein wuzu karna hai. Like, okay. Yeah. Versus, I'm in my PJs or like you know, track pants, and like my chappals, I just go to the bathroom and do wuzu. Yeah. Right? So there was, I really actually for all the complaining about the COVID era, I found the ability to pray more regularly and then maybe connect a little bit Ramzan mein especially yeah. pichle bhi aur isme bhi. Um, I'm reading Asad again, so Muhammad right. Asad's translation yeah. is highly recommended. Yeah. Um, in fact, I owe a couple of people copies because when I talked about it, they said they like it, so I bought a bunch of uh, English. Uh, Muhammad yeah. Asad is, uh, you know the whole story. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, other than that, what, what should people be reading? Let's see. I read, oh yes, I know what people should be reading. Aisha Razak wrote a phenomenal piece on the HEC recently. Oh, she, she, she writes, she regularly is a, a superb, um, a superb writer. Uh, and that I found uh, to be incredibly, incredibly perceptive and strong. Um, so if people have time, they should read that. Um, so we'll put up the link for that yeah. as well. I would recommend, highly recommend, uh, as you know, I'm a big, I'm like a, I literally want to start like a formal Mariana Mazzucato fan club, right. as you know. But you know, she's come out with a new book. It's called Mission Economy. Okay. So it, this is kind of like a furthering of the thesis of, you know, um, the entrepreneurial state. Uh, and the idea that states, governments, um, the public sector should not retreat in the face of challenges and this whole Chicago school theology, right, or, or mythology about privatization and the efficiency of the private sector is all bullshit, right? And mm -hmm. actually, most innovation and a lot of technology and development actually has come from public sector seeding. Yeah. of research and development that then went on to become commercially viable, yeah. and that's how you have Silicon Valley. So in, the, in Mission Economy, Mariana Mazzucato writes about um, how to reimagine the purpose of government uh, aligned with, uh, with a kind of a missionary zeal. In a sense, she's saying, if you want to solve big picture public policy problems and you try to use the machine bureaucracy, which is linear, you're not going to be able to solve problems. So the mission economy is about setting goals for countries, for economies, that can only be met through public sector innovation. 
but still the, the overriding theme is that it has to be public sector driven because that's the only place that has the legitimacy and the scale that's needed to deliver transformative change. Why do I mention this? We all, because we talked about this, when COVID-19 struck in the first couple of months, the thing that I kept thinking was, wow, could we fit a lifetime of reform in this kind of window when you need to work on an emergency basis? And the, the answer has been delivered. And the answer is no, because even at the height of the COVID crisis, one of the reasons why the procurement plans for the vaccines in this country was delayed in the way that it was, was because of NAF, or rather the fear of NAF. There's now a permanent paralysis in decision-making in this country at all levels because of the abuse of an institution that was meant to stop the abuse of yeah, public yeah. funds. And the interesting thing is that that NAB sort of paralysis is a, I think, a very legitimate disincentive that people are responding to. So when you ask why aren't uh, bureaucrats being more innovative, why aren't they going faster on some things, a lot of them have a lot of capacity, capability. but. They know that if I'm going to have my name dragged through the mud for delivering something in half the time at cost, why would they do it? Yeah. On that really, really uh, sad note, but with those three recommendations, um, and I think we should do we should do that. You know, given how regular yeah. we are, we should regularly advise people on what to read. What do you, what Absolutely. Do you say? We're going to put up whatever we find really deserves uh, a wider audience. Because, um, I mean, I think some pieces are just phenomenal. And yeah. It's interesting yeah. that so much is going out. Like, and I think we should cherish it while we still have free press. Oh, I think that you have uh, prompted the topic of discussion yeah. for a podcast that we will never record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bismillah. Shukrullah. Alhamdulillah. It was fantastic to you talk too. to you again, yes. Mr. Fasi Zaka. Yes. We'll uh, be back next week. Same time. Inshallah. Same Inshallah. Inshallah. Thanks, everyone. Khudafiz. Right, khudafiz.